0: Welcome to the Singapore Management University podcast series, where we feature the latest insights and perspectives from our faculty. The advent of financial technology or fintech has created new opportunities, business models, products and services. Fintech innovations have disrupted the financial industry, leading to novel ways of delivering financial services, not only by traditional financial institutions, but also by startups. There is now a new way of computing that uses extremely small objects called quantum that could revolutionize the power and accuracy of computations, from artificial intelligence to financial investments. Associate Professor Paul Griffin is a financial technology expert at the SMU School of Information Systems. He is also director of the financial technology track under the SMU Master of IT in Business program. In this podcast, Professor Griffin, who has started researching into the efficacies of quantum computers, shares his research findings and discusses how he sees quantum computers developing in the near future. Professor, what is a quantum computer and how useful are they?
1: A quantum computer is a computer like your laptop. But the processor that does all the work uses components that are so small they behave differently to objects we normally interact with and are called quantum particles. For example, when we roll a ball to the edge of a table, at our normal scale it will fall off. But in the quantum world it would probably bounce back from the edge instead of falling off. This probabilistic nature of quantum particles is the key difference. We no longer have 1 plus 1 equals 2, but a probability of 1 plus a probability of 1 equals maybe a probability of 2. This type of difference in behaviour means we can do very different types of calculations. But right now, quantum computers are not so useful, as they're noisy and can't process enough data at once. But theoretically, and increasingly being proven, is an ability to massively outperform current computers for complex calculations. One example is breaking encryption. Currently, encryption is secure, as it would take even a supercomputer longer than the age of the universe to break the code. A quantum computer could do the same thing in seconds. But luckily, quantum computers can also improve encryption so that we can still be secure.
0: How are quantum computers implemented?
1: Well, currently, they mainly use supercooled atoms, which are very expensive and fill a whole room. Light can also be used as well, and a lot of exciting work's been done in silicon, which is the same material that's currently used in computer processors.
0: What is the current state of development for quantum computers?
1: So at the moment, we have machines up to 72 qubits, A qubit is similar to a classical bit in computers and the more you have the better the processing will be. And even the public can actually try out machines of up to 15 qubits. So in mid-September, Google reportedly built a quantum computer that allowed a calculation to be performed in just over 3 minutes that would take 10,000 years on the world's most powerful commercial computer. Also IBM unveiled its 14th quantum computer, which has 53 qubits and it will be available for purchase in October.
0: What are the impediments to the adoption of quantum computers?
1: Well, the main problem right now is noise. Quantum particles are very small and very sensitive to any change in the environment, such as a sound, can create noise in the system. Also, we need more qubits. It's only actually when you get around 100 qubits that we start to see real benefits if the noise is kept small enough. Thirdly, the problem is getting data in and out of the quantum computers. If this is a large amount of data, then the time it takes to get the data in, even though the quantum computing is faster, it's still slower than normal computers.
0: Could you share with us your research in quantum computing?
1: Well, we just started up a a collaboration with OneConnect, which is the Singapore arm of the big uh, Chinese insurance company Ping An. And what we're looking at there is how quantum computing can help their blockchains. They have a number of blockchains. Uh, already which they're using but they want to share data between the blockchains but maintaining a max amount of data privacy they have a blockchain system or multiple blockchain systems and they want to do research in how to more effectively uh, interconnect to those blockchains and looking at quantum computing and the consensus mechanism which is used for communicating between blockchains we see that it could be a huge advantage once we can develop the algorithms for the data exchange. We believe that quantum computing and some of the algorithms used in quantum computers can help to maintain data privacy but still allow transfer between the different blockchains.
0: How do you foresee quantum computer applications developing in the near future?
1: Well, really, there's no limit. As the famous physicist Richard Feynman said in 1982, most of the processes in the world work on probability, Quantum computers work on probability. So why not use quantum computers for pretty much anything?
0: Thank you, Professor.
1: Thank you.